Poultry for Beginners by Eric Wood. Coffee Break Collection 28, Hobbies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by William Jones in Bonita Springs, Florida. Poultry for Beginners. Both in a villa garden and in the country, poultry can be made very profitable by the boy fancier. The chief source of profit is, of course, the eggs laid by the birds, but it should also be remembered that many a good dinner may be reared. Quite one of the latest methods of keeping hens is to shut them up in a closed-in house. This plan is called the intensive system, and one may keep many birds in quite a small house. From the hen's point of view, it is almost a drawing-room existence, and it has proved itself to be exceedingly successful. Later in this chapter, a design is given for a suitable intensive house, as well as for other houses with outdoor runs. But there are separate types of birds for the different systems, and it will be well if we look at some of the breeds that are available. Broadly, we can divide hens into two main classes, the heavy and the light. In the former class we have the Orpingtons, white, black, spangled, and buff, Rhode Island Reds, Brahmas, very large, Plymouth Rocks, Wyandots, and Sussex. All the birds of this type require an open-air run and as much space as possible. Boy fanciers making a beginning with poultry would be well to advise to go in for Anconas. They are pretty little birds, with black and white plumage and yellow legs. Splendid layers, their eggs are quite large in size and white. When poultry keeping in an intensive house, the floor should be covered to a depth of six inches with litter. This stuff may be composed of chopped straw, cedar wood litter, peat moss litter, dry leaves, sifted bonfire and household ashes, road sweepings if they are gritty, etc. The great point is not to have the litter too heavy, for you will want the birds to be scratching in it all day long. Most fanciers place in their intensive houses a fresh supply of litter in September, allowing it to remain until March, when it can be dug into the garden as an exceedingly rich fertilizer. This litter never smells, because it is always dust-dry. When it is taken out in the spring and used in the garden, fresh litter must be supplied, unless the birds are going to spend the summer out of doors. The chief object of the intensive system is to encourage the production of eggs in winter time by keeping the birds always warm and dry. Their grain food is buried in the litter, and they obtain sufficient exercise by scratching to find it. Another plan is to hang a cabbage from the ceiling by a string just above the heads of the birds, so that they have to jump to peck it. Apart from this, feeding poultry on the intensive system is much the same as feeding them under other conditions. As with most domestic creatures, change of diet is always welcomed. According to the season of the year, there are available for the feeding of poultry grain and meal of various kinds, such as one buys at the corn shop. In addition, there is the vitally important green food for birds that are not kept on a grass run, in addition to all sorts of garden and household waste. 
As a matter of fact, the few fowls likely to be kept by a boy or girl fancier can be largely fed upon house and garden scraps. Let us see what there will be available. In the first place there are potato peelings and very small potatoes not fit for cooking. There are the parings from other vegetables as well as those from fruit. There are crusts of toast and bread, the scrapings of pie dishes, the scraps left on the plate after a meal, and the little meaty tidbits that remain over after cooking. Instead of these things being thrown into the ash bin, they may be turned to good account when one keeps a few hens. By far the best plan is to set aside an old saucepan in which these odds and ends may be collected. Then, at the end of the day, the saucepan may be placed on the kitchen range and allowed to simmer, care being taken, that sufficient water is first provided. In the morning, the contents of the saucepan should again be heated and then mixed with a little barley meal or scraps, to which double the quantity of bran and clover meal has been added. The whole may then be stirred and served hot in an earthenware dish, the mash being not too sloppy. Such breakfast as this is the finest food of all for laying hens, except during the few hot months of the year when it may be dispensed with. In very cold weather, too, it is sometimes a good plan for a change to give the birds their hot meal last thing in the afternoon. As for meat scraps and the gravy produced from simmering bones, other than bacon bones, these are most beneficial. In fact, without a little meat in some form or other, laying hens can hardly be expected to do their duty in the winter, and some fanciers buy scraps of waste meat from the butcher once a week for the purpose. So much for the morning meal, which should be given regularly at a fixed time, the earlier the better. Much the same rules may be followed with birds kept intensively and those in the open. For the midday meal, to be given about half-past twelve, there is nothing better than green food. According to season, the outside leaves of cabbages or lettuce, dandelions and other green weeds, lawn clippings and vegetable scraps from the house may be given. The afternoon meal should consist of grain except on those occasions when, for a change, the mash is provided. There are many varieties of grain food, wheat, oats, barley, maize, and mixed poultry corn being the most common. Wheat, oats, and barley are all good and may be fed at different periods for variation. Maize is very heating, quite good in extremely cold weather, or for a hen that is sitting, but not advisable as a general rule in any quantity for laying birds. Mixed corn makes a pleasant change now and again, and it should only be bought from a reliable tradesman, for often mere rubbish is mingled with it. It will thus be seen that the birds require to be fed three times a day. On the question of water, the greatest care is necessary. In the depth of winter, it is an excellent plan to give the birds water from which the chill has been taken, and they must never be allowed to drink from a vessel partially frozen over. In the summer, the greatest point is to ensure a supply of clean, pure drinking water twice a day, and to keep it out of the sun's rays. As to how much food to give the birds, no definite rule of quantity can be laid down. 
but it is usual for more food to be given than is necessary by the amateur so that the bird only suffers from kindness fowls require just as much food as they will greedily devour any meal and no more when food is lying about uncared for for a quarter of an hour after the feeding time one is giving too much bantams are splendid little fellows and can be made most profitable they require to be fed on much the same lines as hens and are housed in the same way the greatest profit is to be made by raising exhibition birds and showing them but bantams lay quite well a small egg it is very acceptable nevertheless and as mother birds the little hens are quite reliable there are a great many varieties of the bantam among them the black and white rose combs the sea brights game and pecans to see them in all their glory however one should visit a poultry show and make the acquaintance of the several breeds at close quarters ducks are exceedingly popular a few may be kept in a run in a comparatively small garden but these birds do best on an open grass range it is not necessary however that they should have access to a pond or stream and they thrive quite well without having the chance to swim the most profitable variety of duck is the indian renner it produces more eggs than any other domesticated bird sometimes more than two hundred in a year the best plan is to buy a setting of ducks eggs at the end of march and arrange to borrow or buy a broody hen to hatch them it takes four weeks for the eggs to hatch after the hen begins to set runner ducks are white buff or colored and they may be usually known by their erect carriage rather like that of a penguin at first glance Islesbury ducks are much larger birds, preferable to renters for table, but not such good layers. Geese should only be kept for they may be given on open run over field or common. In these circumstances they need but little feeding until the time comes to fatten them. The Emden and the Toulouse are the two best varieties. Turkeys also require a good deal of space in which to roam but in the opinion of some fanciers they are more interesting than geese the american mammoth bronze is the largest variety but the white austrian is a very showy bird turkeys are fed in much the same way as fowls except that when young they require a great deal more green food they succeed best on light gravel soil and do not prosper on ground composed of clay pigeons make very pretty pets and by selling the young birds quite a handsome profit may be made by keeping them very broadly pigeons may be divided into two classes those that fly long or short distances in competition with other pigeons the racers among these birds and those that stay about their home as pets from the point of view of boys and girls the greater interest will probably arise from the keeping of carrier and homer pigeons these birds when they have become thoroughly accustomed to their home may be taken some distance away with the knowledge that they will return to their own loft the plan is of course to release them very carefully at first then gradually as they become more used to their surroundings they may have greater freedom and be taken farther away the 
best way when starting to give a bird its liberty is to do so before feeding and to have a good meal on its return other types of pigeons merge into the fancy classes such as fantails jacobins and many others in most districts there are fanciers clubs that may be joined for small fees and there is no better way of getting to know the points of birds seeing that each society holds a show periodically pigeons are not generally speaking difficult to feed a common plan is to have a receptacle known as a hopper which one fills with a suitable mixture of peas and grain sold ready prepared by the corn man as the birds eat the food from the exit to this hopper the grains fall and refill this saucer until the whole thing is empty a better plan though is to feed at regular intervals twice a day morning and evening or late afternoon in the winter give the birds as much as they will eat at the meal and never allow food to lie about that it may get soiled and stale or worse still serve to encourage rats fresh water for drinking is very important for pigeons and in addition in all but the most bitter weather they will want clean water in a roomy earthenware or zinc pail or dish for the purpose of indulging in a morning bath end of poultry for beginners